Hi, everybody. I'm Rick Nelson, and welcome to PSYCOP Talks Winter Ops, the podcast devoted to all things winter maintenance. The Snow and Ice Cooperative Program, or PSYCOP for short, is one of AASHTO's technical service programs. Now, one of our primary objectives is to share information about winter maintenance, operations, and road weather. Now, meetings and conferences are a great way to exchange information and learn new things, even during these times of virtual gatherings. Now, when you're considering spending time and budget on attending a conference, one of the first questions you're going to ask yourself is, what's in it for me? What am I going to take away that will help me do my job better? On this episode, we're going to continue with our series on Calgary 2022, PIARC's 16th World Winter Service and Road Resilience Congress, coming up in February by showcasing the program. What takeaways you'll expect and and just what's in it for you if you attend. Uh, With us today is Congress Project Manager Nadia Lapa. Hi, Nadia. Hi, Rick. Thank you so much for having me back today. Sure. And um, also with us is the manager of the technical program, uh, Richard Sharpentier. Hi, Richard. Hi, Rick. Nice to see you again. Yeah. And and lastly, the program manager for communications, Sheena Kerrigan. Hi, Sheena. Hi, Rick. It's nice to talk to you again. You know, it's it's great to have you all with us uh, this morning to talk about this Congress. Let's start with Nadia. You introduced us to the Congress back in episode 52. Uh, but at that point, the program was still sort of taking shape. And, and I think there's more clarity now. What, what can we expect from the program? Well, um, so Pyre Canada and the City of Calgary are very proud to host this uh, virtual international forum where decision makers, technical experts, administrators, academics, and equipment operators um, will share their knowledge and best practices in winter service and road resilience to increase the worldwide expertise in these areas. So the theme for the Congress, and I think I talked about this a little bit before, um, is adapting to a changing world. So it brings together the elements of climate change, technological change, regulatory change, and societal change, uh, particularly as nations adapt to COVID-19 and the changed world in which we live. So adapting to a changing world also means adapting the Calgary Congress to a virtual format. Um, So the Congress program is being planned uh, to accommodate multiple time zones as participants will be attending from all around the world at different times throughout the day. And for this particular Congress, PIARC and the Canadian Organizing Committee took a different approach. So in the past, uh, this particular Congress was a winter service focused uh, meeting. In response to needs of the PIARC member countries and the issues these countries face, the 2022 Congress will be structured around two themes, winter service and resilience. And as Richard will explain a little bit more later on, the call for papers process was an overwhelming success and approximately half the papers received were on the topic of resilience, while the other half were on the topic of winter service. You know, when when you have a World Congress, right, and everybody flies in, they've adjusted their time zones already, right? How are you going to uh, deal with people sitting uh, back home uh, trying to you know, engage in the Congress and all of that uh, across multiple time zones? Well, I mean, it couldn't really be more simple. I think that like we have to we have to look at it in 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 a 2021 with a 2021 lens. So 
Um, what we've done is we've uh, we've worked really hard to take all the sessions that were planned. So we have plenary sessions, so uh, and we have technical sessions, which Richard will speak to a little bit more about. And we've scheduled them over five days. Different time slots during the day accommodate different areas of the world. So, for example, um, you know, Europe, uh, there is a time slot that that is best suited for Europeans to watch live, whereas there's another time slot which is best suited for the um, our Asian friends to watch live. And so I think that um, our big selling feature here is that shortly after each session is recorded, um, it will be broadcast on demand. So that means that you can just go in whenever it's convenient for you and you can click to watch the session as if it were happening live, but in the comfort of your own home or office or wherever you happen to be. And, and you, can, you can take in the news of that day. When you have these congresses live, there's always a big equipment show and, and the ability to interact with vendors and things like that. Is, is that going to be, uh, will there be opportunities for that virtually? Yeah, for sure. So we we have planned an exhibition hall and there will be national pavilions in there. So we have several countries who are interested in hosting and I and we're hoping that they bring in um, talents and equipment uh, operators and and all sorts of wonderful things that we would typically see in a live Congress to our virtual uh, national pavilion. Um, so we have a very exciting uh, opening ceremony session plan, which is infused with a lot of Canadian talent. Um, we have issued invitations to transportation ministers from select countries around the globe for the ministerial session of the Congress, which is scheduled for um, February 7th at um, 1745 GMT time zone. Um, for if we're looking at Eastern Daylight Savings Time, I believe it is 1045 a.m. for that particular session on the Monday. Um, so anyways, this open session will be moderated on a virtual platform and it'll be made available for viewing to all registered delegates who attend the Congress and obviously on demand afterwards if you're interested in viewing it later. So it's an important opportunity for transportation ministers to engage and address the impact the pandemic has had on the road transportation sector and more specifically to identify how a country's transportation sector can aid in the economic recovery following a devastating global event like COVID-19. So they're going to talk about things, hopefully, like investing in infrastructure to rebuild communities and the country and driving economic renewal through improvements in national and international road trade corridors. So we're really excited to to be able to offer these um, these different sessions, these these unique uh, sessions to the delegates, and and we hope that uh, we hope that there will be a lot of people watching, yeah. both live and on demand. Yeah, you know, I, I know for for me, I, and I've been to a few of these um, winter service congresses in the past, and I, I know for me the technical program really. You know, that in the equipment show, but the technical program really uh, resonated with me because there's a lot of new things that are that are happening out there uh, in the world of winter service and, and now road resiliency. Richard, you've you've been to a few of these congresses. I know uh, we shared some time on the the uh, the PIARC technical committee together and and we were together when the Congress was in Quebec City which I think yeah. was around yeah. 2011. 2010. 2010. Yeah. And so, and so you get to, you're managing the technical program for this one. Yes. And, and uh, like Nadia said, we, we decided to, uh, to put another team into the Congress as resilience because 
as you know, the, the Congress before was uh, only on winter. And since there, uh, there's, we want to, uh, to bring a lot of people from, uh, from uh, countries who are not concerned by winters, we, we decided with PIAC to, to have the resilience team. So to cover, to cover this team, uh, 10 PIAC technical committees are involved in the preparation of the session covering this team and for which 107 papers were accepted. Uh, as usual, of course, the Winter Service will also cover an important part of the Congress. Like uh, Nadia said, it was uh, about 128. It will be 128 papers. We'll be able to, to have some information. Uh, as part of the Congress program, there will be six plenary sessions, uh, opening and closing ceremony, the Mr. Session, like Nadia said, and two keynote sessions also. But the, the main part will be the technical session. We will have 28 sessions on winter services and 17 sessions on resilience. So we will have uh, four time slot in the, uh, three time slot in the day and four uh, parallel sessions at the, at the same time. Uh, and we have also, of course, the fourth foresight session, the uh, session on the special project, and we'll have two sessions on the COVID also. The, um, the, the, um, the technical papers, I, I know that, um, you know, a lot of folks, when, when you think about these, these papers and these presentations, you immediately think about, uh, research-oriented paper. This is a, a, a paper that's been prepared by uh, an academic institution, lots of charts and graphs, lots of formulas. Uh, but, but, but what I found is that that's not necessarily the case. There are a lot of practitioners that have submitted papers uh, that, that aren't you know, yes. very, that, that aren't very academic, right? They're, they're not real researchy. They're, they're more practically based they're 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 practically yeah. oriented yes you're right because you know uh, for those who knows the PIAC association the objective the objective of the association is of course to share knowledge and promote exchanges between the various countries in order to identify the best practices in the field of winter service and and resilience so like you said it's not only a academic paper but it's also from practitioners who, who share their their best practices to to make uh, the other country uh, to, to to for them to to get more information about who's who, who does who do the best in the world of uh, winter services and resilience. Right, and and in addition to the the platform sessions, the podium sessions, they're also going to have uh, poster sessions for all of the papers as well. Is that right? Yes, this is right. Even 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 though if we are in virtual world. We will have a poster session which will be accessible from the Congress virtual platform. The, the authors will be present at a specific time. We're asking them to be there at a specific time to, to, uh, be able to answer the question from the delegates. Uh, uh like, like if we were there physically, if you, you remember when you, you go into a poster, uh, uh, room in the Congress live, you can, you can, talk with the, the authors of the poster. We try to, uh, to do the same thing virtually with, uh, with the chat room, with the, all the authors about uh, wh when the poster will be present. Mm -hmm. the, um, now, the, uh, 
there there were several themes right associated with the uh, both winter service and road resilience, and I think we've got a really good distribution. Yeah, uh, there, there there are seven seven teams on the winter service, and there's uh, eight eight teams on the resilience. For for example, in the winter we'll have some presentation about the road weather information. This this is this is at the, uh, all the congresses we have the evolution of that matter of the road weather information, the new technologies, of course, and method and methods in the winter services, also winter maintenance management, and on the resilience, we have a lot of uh, information about the resilient pavement, about uh, the best practices for increasing resilience in the road network. So we yes, we have different teams that could interest a lot of people. The um, and and so I, I guess I'd like to to maybe transition just a little bit to because the quality of these papers I think was was really high. I think the I I had an opportunity to uh, participate in in reviewing some of these papers ahead of time, and and I think the the quality of the material that's presented is is really high, and um, to to sort of recognize that we've had some. Uh, there'll be some awards presented. Is that right? Yes, yes, of course. The best, the best paper uh, proposed will will receive some prizes who are uh, sponsors for for, uh, for some, from some countries. But my colleague Sheena maybe could uh, give us more information about those prizes. Yeah, Sheena. Now you're the the man, program manager for communications, and, and I know you've been <clears throat> involved in in this uh, international. Uh, paper award process. Could you tell us a little bit about that? And 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 I know there's been some national awards that that have been uh, contemplated as well. Maybe maybe you could fill us in on that and and talk a little bit about the quality of the papers that we've seen. Sure, Rick. Thank you. Um, you know, as both you and Richard have mentioned, like, the technical program is such an important part of all PIAR congresses, and the prizes are intended to promote professional excellence, research, innovation, and applications in all areas of roads and road transport. So the five prize categories for the Congress are each supported by a PIARC prize partner country, and they do reflect PIARC's past experiences, strategic priorities, and the theme of the Congress. Um, so yes, there were national competitions and international competitions, so almost like a two-track uh, mm-hmm. process, um, and they uh, ran concurrently because not all PIARC nations have a national committee. I think only about 28 countries of the over 120 member PIARC uh, nations have a national committee. So this is a shout out to all PIARC member nations to create a national committee if you don't already have one. Um, and uh, so papers that won a national competition were also eligible for a PIARC prize. So the whole prize competition process began in the summer of 2020 when the call for papers was launched by PIARC. National committees were given the option of using the same five prize categories as for the the, um, international PIARC prize competition, Um, or they could use fewer categories for the national competition or even different ones. Um, However, papers that won a national prize and put forward for a PIARC international prize had to fit into one of the five categories of the prizes for the Calgary Congress. Yeah. So, so what, what, what are the, um, what are the prize categories? Ah, well, there are five. Glad you asked that. Um, and so the five prize categories are adapting to a changing world, which is the theme of the Calgary Congress, winter service, 
resilience, young professionals, those who are 35 years of age or younger, and authors from low and middle income countries. And uh, essentially, those five prize categories were suggested by Canada as the host country. Uh, they were supported by PIARC's uh, General Secretariat and by the Communications Commission of PIARC. So, so how, 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 did, how did that process take place? I, uh, so I have to confess, I, I, I had an opportunity to participate in the uh, National Paper Award here in the U.S., uh, adapting to a changing world. But how did the how, how do you go about um, how do you go about awarding a paper at the international level, issuing a, an award at the international level? What was that process like? It's a very thorough process. And before I answer that question, Rick, I just want to. Uh, uh, mentioned, you had mentioned how the United States is sponsoring or partnering uh, a prize, uh, the Adapting to a Changing World. And I just want to say that we're very, very grateful to the five nations who did come forward to offer to partner a PIARC prize. And we're using the term partner rather than sponsor to denote the important relationship between the prizes and the countries that support them. Uh, and it is an important part of the, of the Congress. So uh, as we mentioned, five PIARC prizes uh, United States adapting to a changing world. Italy is is partnering for winter service. Russia, the Russian Federation for resilience. Hungary for young professionals, and Japan for authors of low and middle income countries. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good to give those uh, shout outs. It's important because without them, we couldn't have a Pirate Prizes competition. Right. Yeah. So, in terms of how do the papers um, go through the process to be considered for a prize, uh, as I mentioned, it is a, a thorough process because th this is a review of of excellence and and people's dedicated work in their respective fields. And as we mentioned off the top of the show, the technical program is the heart and soul of every PIARC Congress, and PIARC is well known for the high caliber of its technical program. The call for papers was launched in the summer of 2020, and so interested authors were asked to submit an abstract to PIARC for consideration to be developed into a full paper. Abstracts were reviewed by PIARC technical committees, and authors were notified whether their abstracts were accepted, uh, which is a little bit uh, later in 2020. Authors then had to develop their full papers, which would be judged by the international jury for consideration for a PIARC prize. The full papers were due this past August. So I mentioned early that national committees held their competitions concurrently. So there was a whole lot of activity and folks in technical committees were reviewing papers at the national level. And then some of the same people reviewed at the international level. So without the work of all of the reviewers, none of this could have happened. So we're very, very grateful to them. Uh, and if memory serves me correct, overall, PIARC received 373 abstracts and 236 uh, full papers were submitted. So now we're at the international jury part, and Rick, you had mentioned uh, you were involved in reviewing some of the some of the papers. Mm -hmm. so PIARC's Communications Commission, or ComCom as we call it, began to organize the international jury, and the Communications Commission is the lead entity in PIARC for the prizes competition. Uh, the international jury had representation from each partner nation and the PIARC General Secretariat. Jury members evaluated the papers individually according to that evaluation grid and those criteria, uh, and then met in plenary to deliberate and come to consensus on the winning authors. And uh, yeah, it, there was we asked a lot, a lot of people to review all of that in a very short period of time. There's a lot of pressure, so uh, just thanks to everyone who was involved in that to uh, get the job done. 
Yeah, you know, and I know the papers that I reviewed, they they were excellent. They were excellent papers. Um, you know, like again, some were academic and some were very practical. So uh, I think for folks that are going to, you know, participate in the program and and uh, uh, you know come 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 to Calgary virtually uh, for the program, I think they're they're not going to be disappointed uh, with the exchange of knowledge. And, and information that's going to take place. Uh, Sheena, when will we find out who won the different categories, who the winners are? Ooh, it's almost like the Academy Awards. So Pyre Prize winners will be announced during the Congress at the opening ceremony on the first day on the 7th of February. So to watch this all happen live, you have to register for the Congress. Uh, although after the Congress, we will be putting information out on Pyrex social media channels. Um, but uh, to watch it happen, the the official unveiling, register for the Congress. On yeah, and, and and so Nadia, tell us, give us the give us the details on the Congress. How do we get out there? How do we register? Um, so, well, we look so forward to welcoming the world to this Congress, which will be held, of course, from February seventh to the eleventh, twenty twenty two. Um, we've worked hard to establish a Congress program that works for all time zones. So all sessions, as we mentioned, will be available uh, on demand and for viewing at your leisure from your home, from your office, wherever works for you. So registration is currently open and we encourage you to check our website at www.pyarch-calgary2022.org and follow the links uh, to register. And if the program is, is out there too, so we can see the program? Yeah, you bet. So we have a program, a program at a glance, which is just an overview. And then we also have a detailed program uh, available and up on the website, which breaks down each session and what you can expect. I want to thank, I want to thank you, Nadia and, and Richard and Sheena for, for joining us on this episode of Psychop Talks Winter Up and talking about the technical program. And, and um, I think you all have a, have done a just a dynamite job of putting uh, this together. It's, it's been just a tremendous amount of work, and and I want to thank you and and your colleagues uh, behind the scenes uh, that have been uh, working so hard to to make this uh, what I know is going to be a success. Thank you, Rick. See you. See you virtually in Calgary. All right, like Nadia mentioned. Don't forget to register for PyARC 16th World Winter Service and Road Resilience Congress. This fully online event, again, is set for February 7th through 11th, 2022. The website, again, is www.pyarc-calgary2022.org. Head over there for more information about the program and, and how to register. And hopefully, we will see you there uh, virtually this February. Now, as always, if there's a topic you'd like more information on or someone with an interesting story you'd like us to visit with, send me an email at rnelson at ashto.org and we'll do our best to make it happen. Psychop Talks Winter Ops is available just about any place you go for your podcast content. Give us a like and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. In addition, you can find episodes on our Facebook page, Ashto Psychop and on our website, psychop.transportation.org. Support for Psychop comes from state DOTs who make an annual contribution of $4,000. It's because of those states that Psychop Talks Winter Ops and other resources to help you achieve your winter maintenance mission are possible. Until next time, thanks for listening in and stay safe out there.